from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we return to Our American Stories. And up next, a story from one of the first museums dedicated to Jewish history and heritage in the United States South, the Bremen Jewish Heritage Museum in Atlanta, Georgia. The museum's archives contain countless oral and written histories of Jews in Georgia and Alabama. And we happened to visit when they were celebrating their 25th anniversary and putting on the Chutzpah Exposition, a celebration of Jewish stories from the South. Here's our own Monty Montgomery with a story. In Atlanta, Georgia, close to downtown and right next to the Center for Puppetry Arts is the Bremen Jewish Heritage Museum, one of the few museums dedicated to Jewish history in the Deep South. Here's Jane Levy, the founding executive director of the Bremen, with more. You know, the Jewish history in this country, most people think of as the big cities of the north. And so Southern Jewish history, for people who aren't 
Jewish history scholars is something of an oxymoron. But how long have Jewish people been in the South and in Georgia? Here's the Bremen's founding archivist, Sandy Berman, with the answer to that question. Since 1733, right after Oglethorpe came to settle the colony, Jews were on the next ship, and they were at first not entirely welcome. The charter said, and it was only for Christians, but there was a physician on board and there was a, an illness going around and they needed help. The physician helped, his name was Dr. Nunez, Samuel Nunez, and he was one of this group of Jews who were coming and he helped the colony, saved the colony from all this death and they allowed the Jews to come in and the rest is sort of history. A very rich history, but Atlanta didn't have a museum dedicated to it until the 80s. It was an interesting process to get to that point, too. And it started with an exhibition, then an idea. It was 250 years of Jewish life in Georgia, and it was at Emory's Shatton Gallery. In doing that first exhibition, we had volunteers who had ties to all the small towns in Georgia, which is where Jewish history started. And they uncovered all this wonderful stuff from family businesses that, you know, existed in the 17, 1800s, photographs of peddlers and wonderful memorabilia. And that exhibition closed and they had all this stuff that they didn't know what to do with. So I had this idea that there should be a Jewish museum in Atlanta. And I was sitting on the beach in Hilton Head with my yellow legal pad, which I wish we still used. And I wrote a proposal for a Jewish museum. We were working for the Jewish Federation, so the Federation board passed the proposal in concept, which, as you know, means great idea, no money. If you can figure out, if you can figure out how to do it, be my guest. So it actually began when Sandy came and we got a, a gift of $2,500 to buy archival boxes and folders. And the volunteer little job turned into, let's have a, a do a, a fair, let's have a show. It was like, let's make an archive, let's make a museum. And, and they put me in a closet, <laughs> literally a closet. It was the smallest space and we started to collect and we collected the papers of uh, Rabbi Harry Epstein, who was the rabbi of a conservative congregation here in Atlanta for over 50 years. His papers could have gone to any repository in the country, really, but for some reason he trusted this little closet archive, and that was really the foundation, that and the Federation's records that went all the way back to 1912. So we had these two very, very strong collections to get us started. And then we just started to slowly collect in first Atlanta 
and then as we grew and we got grants to include the state of whole state of Georgia because all of these things were being lost and then we realized no one was collecting in Alabama. And so there was the, all of these small little communities in, in Alabama where there was a Jewish presence and great stories about the people who made history in Georgia and in Alabama. And we just expanded to Alabama then. And if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for museums and archives, those stories would be forever lost. And we have so many examples of people and their stories that have been forgotten. And I will just tell you one very quickly. So there was a man by the name of Albert Steiner. There's a building on the campus of Emory University in Atlanta called the Steiner Building. And you would ask, who was Albert Steiner? What is the Steiner Building? And not one person would be able to tell you. No one would be able to tell you what, why they have a building name for Steiner and what it was. He was a brewer and was president of Atlanta Bottling and Ice Company. Well, at the early part of the century, his son died of cancer, his wife died of cancer, and then he got cancer. And when he died, he gave over $600,000, which if you can imagine what that money is in terms of today's money, to Grady Hospital and established the Steiner Cancer Clinic. Cancer clinics across the country were modeled after it. And he was so well loved and well liked by the people in this company that they named a brew for him. It's called the Steiner Brew. And it was around for a very, very long time. And we have a beer bottle label, we have a bottle of beer, and we have a corkscrew from the Atlanta Ice and Bottling Company, all in memory of Albert Steiner. And the philanthropy he did. So that's just one small story and there are so many of patriotism and perseverance of Jews who conform to the, the mores of the South, the culture of the South and those who perhaps not, to just life and, and benevolence and, and giving back and the community and... Do you want to tell a story? Yeah. Okay. So there was a man named Isidore Strauss, who emigrated from Bohemia, wound up in Talbotton, Georgia. He was too old to fight in the Civil War, so he went to England and helped with the blockade of ships on the southern shore of England. Then he and his brother wound up in New York, and they opened a business called L. Strauss Glass and Jewelry, which was part of R.H. Macy's. They eventually bought R.H. Macy, and he, Isidore Strauss, is also remembered as, with his wife Ida, as the loving couple that went down with the Titanic when it sank. If you saw the movie Titanic, there was one scene where this couple, you know, when, when there is this frenzy of pushing women and children into the lifeboats, Ida, his wife, turned around to him and said, if you can't come, I'm not going. And his house, the family home, is still exists in Talbotton. I'll tell you a, a personal story. 
when our oldest son was three and wanted chocolate chip cookies. And I said to him, we don't have it anymore. They're all gone. He said, show me the all gone. And that's, you know, right there is really the purpose of an archive. Some people look at museums as stuffy old places. You hang stuff on the wall, you put stuff in a case, and you walk away, you're done. But um, museums are important because without them, people are forgotten. And ar without archives, people are forgotten. And it gives voice to those people. It brings them back. It's all about Jewish life and what has transpired in Georgia and Alabama since 1733 until now. And a superb piece of storytelling by Monty Montgomery, and we love visiting museums of all kinds on this show. It's all about storytelling and preserving the past. That's what museums do, and thank God for them. And a special thanks to Sandy Berman and to Jane Levy. Check out their chutzpah exhibition at the museum. It's a truly special one created by the people behind the founding of this wonderful place in Atlanta, Georgia. The story of Jews in the South here on Our American Story. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.